Hello and welcome to the Abundant and War podcast. I'm Nathan. And I'm Emily. This podcast is a weekly conversation about parenting, systems, rhythms, marriage, and everything else. And today we're talking about the Amish. 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 The Amish. Amish. It's, so, not, it's not like a, a show, though. That one show. It's not that. Breaking Amish. It is not Breaking Amish. 2023. Nathan and Emily Moore. It's more Breaking like, Amish. Is it more like Becoming Amish? Becoming Nathan Amish. Nathan and Emily 2023. Start growing your beard. You know, I, I think I could pull it off. I've got some, some gray coming in there, and a lot of those guys had some pretty gray. That, that gray and the beard are not equal. You have to start growing it. I, I'm happy to start the growing it. The men have beards. Would you like me to grow a beard? Negative. You sure? You seem to really like facial hair. I don't. <laughs> not on you, at least. Ooh. Sorry. Shots fired. It's hard. It's the truth. So, though. this is our third episode recapping our trip to Pennsylvania. Yep. And so we were in Lancaster and there is a large population of Amish people there. And so we went on an Amish tour. And we will talk about that in just a minute. Man, I was going really far. We were I going forgot. Quick. So backpedal. How was your week, Emily? Shoot. <laughs> we need the schedule or the list or the I'm here. It's bringing you back. Bring me bring me back. How was your week? My week. It's been a week since we last recorded. A full week. Okay. I think... Wait, was last week the... We finished the five-day reset on that day? We had, yes. Okay, so then it was Thursday. And then on Saturday... Okay, I'm there. I'm there. Now you're with me. Our week was good. Over the weekend... I know. I know. Here I am. Um, You need a person in your life that helps you remember your life. We just need people in our lives. Yeah. You, you help me so much. Okay. I just want to be clear about that. Okay. We are a team. It's just team. not me that needs the help. I, I need help. Okay. You, you help me talk about my emotions and feelings, which I'm not good at. Right. Right? So uh-huh. it's just different. We help each other in different ways, and that's what makes a good team. Okay. I feel good pep talk. Yeah. Now I'm ready. You're ready. Okay. Let's do this. How Let's was your week? It. I'm ready. <laughs> my week was good. We went up north on Saturday. To we call the property, which is um, our brother-in-law's. It's a massive graveyard. No, <laughs> it's our brother-in-law's family hunting property. Is it four hundred or three hundred? I thought it three, was three hundred. Oh man, I rounded to four hundred, and then Cora corrected me and was like, "I think it's three hundred. I'm like, "I'm I think it's four. Yeah, no, it's, it's three. It's three. Shoot. The desire, I think, is for it. There's a couple like areas that would. Finish it off and make it for, but um, they haven't been able to get those purchased. Gotcha. Yep. So um, we weren't going hunting this weekend, but we went to the hunting location and with us and the Edgars, and it was just a day of running wild and free and the kids playing in like a giant sand hill and playing with clay and playing in the river and swimming and going on Polaris rides and... Swimming in the lake. It was fun. Did you have fun? I had fun most moments. I really I really struggle with the... Uh, the filth. The filth. It stresses you out. It's just... It ain't right. Does it feel... Do you feel dirty while they're dirty? I feel being in their presence, some of their dirtiness is, is coming off onto me. And I don't like I that. I think you were just a little stressed out at the end. You know, I... 
I learned things about myself. And what I have learned is that um, in stressful situations where like kids are being crazy and all that stuff, if I have a clear plan and I know what I'm working towards, I can like easily like, yeah, we just gotta, just gotta make it to that point. It's gonna be fine, no problem. But when that becomes like really unclear, it makes so me feel like- So basically we just didn't have like when we were leaving. That was the problem. Yeah, and I think it makes me feel a little trapped. Okay. And <laughs> and and it moves me down my rung oh boy. to like fight or flight. Fight or flight. And, and it makes me a little fighty, a little angry. Yeah. Yeah. So I've just learned something about myself, right? Like everybody has something that, that... So I, I learned something and I just have to... So so the, the filth part of this is there's this giant... We call it the sand hill. Is it like there is sand on the surface of it? It is all sand. There it just is happens all sand. to be clay inside. And of so it. then they dig down and there's like natural clay. So they take the clay, they bring it back. There is a barn on the property with like electricity and running water. They get the clay wet and then they do like clay pottery. There's po- all the pottery without the wheel. They're like forming things and it's mm-hmm. like black clay it is so creative it is so creative so, and they love it so wonderful how creative they are and so and so it it goes everywhere like it's on their legs and their arms we brought a whole extra pair of clothes swimsuits towels you know all the things there's even a shower and some of them took a shower well and and they had like they had done all of the clay work and then we went swimming and i'm like oh you're clean like, let's just stay that way for the end of the night. It's already 8 p.m. Alas, no. No. The, that was reopened. We had to keep going. And. It was stressful for you. Yeah. It, so I, again, learning things about Yourself. Myself. So it was fun. We drove. It did rain. There was like a thunderstorm. Um, but we were safe in the barn, ate totally. dinner, and everything was fine. But it was super fun. Um, the only thing I wish we could have done was like have a bonfire and s'mores. But it was all wet and rainy, and so we didn't get to do that. But we're hoping to go up again before the summer-ish weather is over. Yep. It was fun. And then Sunday. And then we Sunday we had to recover because we were exhausted. And then Monday, then we've had VBS all week. So for those of you that don't know, VBS stands for Vacation Bible School. Which some people don't know what yeah, that means. Uh, correct. Because I've said, I said that. It and at work and people are like, what's that? Oh, yeah. I said it to someone else, a neighbor, and they were like, what is that? It's they... essentially um, relatively free childcare for five mornings. What? I'm just Come on. No, it's, it's a, the best thing ever. It was my favorite thing The kids love it. I loved it as a kid, too. You did, too. Um, and so it's fun. It's basically from grades. Like preschool? Preschool. To up seventh grade. To seventh, Yeah. So it's super fun. The kids love it. I've like taken an integration page out of my book, out of our family book. <laughs> uh, I've practiced what I've preached okay. in integration, and I've been taking the kids to VBS in the morning, which has been fun. And um, amazing. And I've been taking them home sometimes, or we've been trading uh, vehicles, and then you've taken them home. But um, it's been great. Fun doing it, dropping them off the only hard part was the first day, and then from then it's like, yeah, we all know yeah. where we're going. They are very excited, but it's Wednesday night, and they're kind of hitting. For sure, the twins are extremely exhausted. So what I was trying to explain to someone, like like why they're exhausted, I tried to use like 
people who are in public schools, they know what I'm talking about. That first week back. Oh, exhausted. The, like, the kids are just, like, back in a routine, back in a regimen, back in, like, doing things all day. And they are just tired and cranky and mm-hmm. downright mean sometimes. Sometimes they are. And so the first few days have been... Well, we've been fine, but today they're just, they hit the wall. We've had moments each night that have been a bit rough. And so it's, it's, it's all good. We're, we're, we know to expect it every year. It's just hard. It's the word you use on Monday night is it's emotionally draining. It is. Um, but we, we are, we say that in like seriousness and in joking because we are thankful that they get to go and do it. It's super fun for them. It's like a, it's like one of the highlights. I was talking to my mom on the phone and she couldn't stop talking about how much they, the kids love VBS. Like they talk to her for hours. Oh, our kids. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's great. Like I love that they love that and that they're having fun and that they're learning things and meeting new people. And it's just like, it's great. It fills, fills their little hearts. Yeah, it does. So we've had that and I guess that's all that's happened this week. What else happened? Um, we had, an awesome twin date night last oh, night. Oh, yeah. We did date night with the twist last night. Yep. Which we, we love this. And we were actually talking about that in many ways. Like, yeah, I'm sure our parents, like, took us out. But, like... Well, the twins asked us, what did you do when you went on a date with your parents? I'm, and I'm sure... Sh- like, our parents are listening to this. So, I'm sure we went on dates. I just don't remember. I don't remember them. But, like, I don't remember too many one-on-one or one with my parents right like both of them together maybe when my kids or when my siblings were moved out maybe that happened but i don't know i remember pop talks with my dad and i remember when my dad and i would get together like high school on but i think that was just that's different i know we did stuff with them but it wasn't like we're going on a date together like i was always the kid that ran the errands with my parents and like loved doing those things but Anyways, so we took the twins out last night. It was so funny. So we usually take them out to dinner, and we were like, well, where do you guys want to go? And they're like... Unanimous. Jimmy John's. James Jones. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy John's. And Nathan was like, really? But we went to Jimmy John's, and it's so adorable because we drive up there, and do we get to go inside? Yeah, we do. And so we sat down... And it's so simple, but it's totally gourmet, like, to them. Dude, can we have a bag of chips? Can we sit there? Yeah. Like, they were just adorable. Can my cup have ice in it? Yeah. And I think that's just, like, that kind of joy that comes from going to Jimmy John's with your with your parents. Like, that, it's so simple. Like, we can... It's not extravagant. Right. Like, we can love them in such simple ways and like that's i feel like where the gold is like we don't need to you know go to disney world to blah 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 or something elaborate or planned or it's it's in the little moments that just seem benign yeah so we went to jimmy john's and then we had to go get something specific from whole foods and so we went into whole foods with, with them and they were so cute. We had a little game we were playing um, and looking for store workers, if we could identify them with, like, what does a worker wear at a store? And so it was cute that they were like, oh, there's one and there's one. And then they got to pick out a cookie. Well, I guess only Penelope did because Violet's... Turns out Violet doesn't like She's cookies. not a big sweet girl. 
And then what did we do? Then, then we went to the park. With Wasser. With Wasser and Bath. Mm-hmm. And then we got ice cream. And at the the ice cream places um, on this lake, um, Park Lake. Is that the name of the lake? Park Lake. Park Lake and Bath, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's all, you can buy like a little bag of fish food to feed the fish. Catfish food. So, well, we were just feeding like little bluegills, like nothing, nothing exciting. And there's a little dock and then they, they throw a bunch of food into the water and like... How big were these catfish? Like I would say, the diameter, three feet long, the, the diameter of their mouths was huge. when open was like four to six inches. It was huge. Them. It was monstrous. And they like were jumping out of the water and flicking their tails, and they were laughing and giggling, and it was so fun. And then we oh, took yeah. them to go swimming at your parents, and on the way, we found out that it is possible to give. Too much sugar to kids. I mean, we knew that. We knew that. But, but it was so funny. They, they were, were they like, were acting like... Violet couldn't stop moving every part of her body. So Penelope funny. couldn't stop making these weird sounds with her they mouth. They sounded drunk. It, it, yeah, it felt... I felt like bad for every Uber driver out there. Right. <laughs> and so we... Because we had more time to kill. We didn't want to go home too early. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... They're like, can we go swimming? Which we don't have swimsuits, so they stripped naked and swam in the lake for a little bit. It was fun. And then we went home. Yeah, it was a, it was a good time. I man. mean, if they weren't tired after VBS, we really like we really made them tired. Time. So maybe it's our fault. <laughs> maybe we're paying for it tonight. Yeah. So no, that was that was our week. That was your week. I think the only thing that I would add is um, I joined this coaching group and I got to have my first coaching call today, and it was some. Pretty challenging, challengingly powerful things for me, um, and just in terms of how I've been operating. And I mean, I think you and I have talked quite a bit about feeling like overwhelmed, like things are too much, and um, they just we are me, like the gatekeeper to our our problems. And, or well, no, 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 not no, our no. problems, but like no, we're the gatekeeper to like the things that we allow, you know, to take the time that are t- yeah. yeah, like. I almost said like sucking the life out of us, but like, you know, on your calendar or your interruptions, like you get to answer the phone call. You get to say yes to the meeting or say yes to like, sure, I'll run that errand or do that extra thing. And we probably need to guard our yeses a little bit more. Yeah. And I, I think um, just like a, a interesting concept to think about, Emily and I have been talking about living rhythmically. Um in our lives with our with each other with our family and at home Um, but i think that sometimes we think or we might think that those rhythms only stop there but like they should expand into the way we school into the way we do work even the way you do work like having it be more rhythmic rhythmic could be beneficial Um, yeah i think i need to have more set times so it's not stealing from other times. Yeah, and I think I need to either probably get up earlier to have some more, like just like you get up to work. Yeah. So I think the same thing. I think that was like really, really great universal advice that was challenging. Which I feel like when when you say it, I'm like, duh, that makes sense. But when you're in the weeds, it's really hard to get some perspective. Yeah, I think one person said it to me really well. It wasn't today, but it was a friend of mine a couple of weeks ago. He said, I just need someone to get my blind spots. Mm. 
And that's really what you need is sometimes you need to be able to say something to someone and have them be like, well, don't you see? Like, and the answer is no, I don't because I have these massive blind spots and I need someone to see it for me. Hmm. That's good. Who's got your blind spots? Is that the episode title? I'm just kidding. Whoa. Could be. No, it's not the Amish. Right. But the Amish do have have some Breaking Amish. Becoming Amish. That's the title. Becoming Amish. Becoming Amish. (laughs) And Uh, this is the last episode that anyone will listen to. Because we (laughs) Because we can't have electricity. (laughs) Well, I mean, if we were making money. Okay. But we'll get into that. We'll get into it. Uh, Top five. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This one's going to be a fun one. In the theme of Becoming Amish. What was that sound? I didn't make a sound. Oh, okay. And in the theme of becoming Amish, um, our top five is the top five things we would um, miss miss if we became Amish. Amish. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds kind of. Who are we? Um, so the number one thing, and I think we're doing this kind of like a shared style. Yeah, we're doing top five collective. Yeah. So I think the number one thing, air conditioning. Um, I just it popped into my head because you would melt. And... I would I would melt, and also like so frivolity, like anything that's frivolous, like they don't they don't do unless it's in for excess. like in excess, right? Is the word they use. Um, unless it's for their business, their business can have some level of access to it, with within reason, right? It's all about productivity. So, air conditioning, like they'll maybe have a fan, maybe if it's like desperate, right? But no, we did see some fans, but they were like battery powered, battery powered for sure. Okay, so air conditioning, we would miss air conditioning. Um, the second thing I would miss is um, we, honestly, we care about healthier things. And I'm not saying the Amish aren't healthy, but like like we like want certain types of foods or certain like, like we like organic foods or, or things like that. And that's like not like... Or supplements. Or like vitamins or stuff. Like that's that doesn't fit. That's not always... Well, I I feel like that's so general, but but that's not always the focus for them. Right, like that, they would not to say that they wouldn't enjoy those things, but that's not like that's no. not a focus for them because it's not okay. Yeah, I would miss that. Um, I just thought, oh yeah, I would miss our van, and and I'm gonna like add on to their yeah. um, going places, and so we learned something really interesting. I'm just gonna go for it about. Um, why the Amish? No, don't say it. Don't say it. Okay, I would miss my van miss and van. going places and traveling further away than home. Yeah. Not that we travel all the time, but um, it's nice to go places. Yeah, I think I would miss, um, in some ways, like the freedom we have. Their lives are very structured mm. um, and very like. I I wouldn't say spontaneity is like a a thing that's often for them. And so I would I would miss that freedom and spontaneity to be like, hey, let's let's go do this thing or like let's change up everything for today. Hmm. Like they have specific chores they do every like six days of the week. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I would I think I'd miss that too. Okay. What's the last one? Hmm. I'm trying to think about things we learned. Hmm. I don't know. Do you have one? Not really. I mean, I could say like entertainment or I don't know, but that sounds, it's not, it doesn't feel good enough. I mean, I think I would miss like 
like instantaneous communication. So they mm. do communicate like they have a cell phone for work, like but like the ability to just like be like, Hey Mark, how are you doing? Like you have to like really like work to communicate with people. It's yeah, it's I not mean, easy. Leave a voicemail. Or yeah, come like that's visit. very asynchronous. Like you yeah. have to come visit. You have to like go ten yeah. miles or whatever to and I think on a horse and buggy. Right? right. Like it's not it's like I I would miss that like the ability to communicate easily with someone. It would feel um somewhat isolating. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There. Found it. We found it. Woo. Okay. There's five. So um how do we learn so much about the Amish? We're experts, essentially. Okay. I we're think not. that's pretty arrogant I know. to say we're arrogant. I know. <laughs> we learned things about the Amish from a really great tour that we went on when we were there, as Emily alluded to at the beginning. Right. And initially, you know, we found out where we're going, that there's a lot of Amish people, and I have read a lot of Amish books. Okay, there's like a lot of love stories and all the things, and... Initially, I was like, we shouldn't do an Amish tour because I don't want to, like, exploit them. Yeah. And it felt, like, wrong. Not wrong. It just felt weird. Like, we shouldn't do this, you know? We don't need to make a big deal about, like, their way of life. Well, and you feel like you're... I think you felt like you were intruding. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. They're people, you know? Just like me. And so, anyways... And and while it is still true that they are people, um, they are people who are very wise and entrepreneurial and so in many ways as one of the aspects of their entrepreneurialism tourism is a it's is huge. huge for them and so we were in many ways supporting them by going and, and touring them it's what they want that's, that's why true. they set it up which is fascinating we learned that in the tour we did <laughs> so we were in a van with like eight people and driving like through the country and we learned about how the Amish came to be and all these historical buildings that were still standing in Pennsylvania. So we, one thing we learned is that the Amish are an offshoot of Mennonites. So they're part of the Mennonite community. Um, there was a guy who essentially said, hey, um, where the Mennonite community was is more willing to um, modernize in ways he was very much like no we need to stick to strict standards and guidelines yeah, what was his name because the name amish came from him wasn't it hamish i don't know we should know i don't know but the guy who that who basically had that mindset um over in europe when he came over kind of split off from the mennonite community um and there's lots of similarities between the two communities like um an a immense lot. number, but what you can take away from the Amish community is that they are much more strict and rigid in in their rules. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one of the interesting things we. Um, so we were in this van driving around, yeah. and um, the the man was the tour guide was driving, and he had like a microphone on, and we could all hear him. And he's like, "This is an Amish house," and we would like pull over. It's like a two two lane road. Mm-hmm. Pull over on the side, and he he say, "Well, you know, this is an Amish home because, um, like, it's not connected to the grid, so they don't have any power lines going to their house. You can see the buggy. There's no cars. Um, there's no cars. Um, and so we were just driving along, and he's talking about." You know these different homes and then we 
pulled up, or eventually we came to a, we went to an Amish home. So it was interesting. It wasn't really an Amish home. It was actually a Mennonite home. It was filmed for a Amish. It was filmed oh, yeah, in, a, that movie. in an Amish movie with Harrison Ford. No. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know what it's called. We obviously haven't seen it. It's old. Um, I'm sure Chris will know what it is. Chris, but whatever the case, movie. there's a scene where um, Harrison Ford has been shot and he's being taken to this down house. the driveway. Yeah, and so we saw the driveway. We saw the. Um, original house which was really small and then the birdhouse that got knocked over yeah and so this this house um it was so interesting we pull in and there's a car in the driveway driveway. and so it it was previously a mennonite house it then became i think it got converted back into an amish house um or the family was amish but either way the car was there and we're like why is this car here and he told us that um he thought it was it was saturday night it was probably a driver to take some of the kids to go hang out with friends. Hang out with friends, and that's exactly what it was. it was. Yeah, a bunch of girls came out, and they actually had little like carry-on suitcase luggage, and loaded them in the car, and um, they were going to, for like an overnight at a friend's house. Yeah. And so Amish. So we're gonna get back to we went in the barn, mm-hmm. and we saw like their horses, and there were chickens everywhere. And we saw their buggies in the barn. And the family wasn't, like, we didn't, we only saw the girls come out. He said, I guess the parents aren't really home because usually, you know, we could, like, talk to them. And I said, well, why, like, what's the importance of a buggy? Like, why do they, why do they have them? them?" And he said, "Um, well, horses that are pulling a buggy um, can go 11 miles, do 22 miles. Total. Total. So... They can go 11 miles out and 11 miles back. And if they have to go further, they're going to stay overnight and then let the horse rest and come back home the next day. And so the reason why they use horses is um, to keep their community, like the places that they go, Close. close. And so if they do have to go somewhere further, they do hire drivers to drive them places in a car. Um, but like that limitation of keeping their community close is because they want their family community to to be as within a buggy's distance essentially, mm-hmm. and so they will they'll do whatever it takes to ensure that um, whenever land opens up around them, they buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no land available in that area because it's constantly either bought up by the Amish or like when a house even comes up for sale, the Amish will buy it. it. And they'll convert it into an Amish house. They'll pull it off the grid. They'll do all those things. And then um, because they because the area is so limited because there's so many like Amish people in that yeah. area. And so I think the the thing about keeping your circle close that um, kind of intrigued, resonates. yeah, resonates with us. Not that like we we don't want to go places or you know whatever, but the fact that like the people that are around you and are in your community, they should be accessible. Yeah. And so they've created a system that encourages and almost forces it. Right. And so I think that for me and us, it just... That heart makes sense. It, it, like I could, I felt that. Like I get that. Yeah. Because it's hard to be in community with people that you don't ever see or that you can't 
get to them easily. Yeah, it gets harder every every hour of driving distance. It, we get it. It it gets harder. Yeah. So that was really cool, and we got to like look in the buggy. They, I don't know if it's like a law everywhere, but in the state of Pennsylvania, the buggies have to have headlights and blinkers, like signals. So it's, the cars. They have a car battery. In yeah. Them, can oh yeah, so they have car batteries in them. Which is so funny. Which is funny. So then we kept driving. We went to another farm that um, was a dairy farm and actually had like an ice cream store at it. So in the entrepreneurial spirit, two um, Amish guys got together and were like, hey, let's let's take our dairy and turn it into ice cream and we can sell pe- sell it to people. And again, it's only open Monday through Saturday. Everything that they do business-wise is Monday only through Monday through Saturday. And Sundays, is, they're always closed. Yeah. Um, but it was it was delicious ice cream, like a cute shop, and the kids were working. There was serving girls, ice cream. like high school girls, working. Yep. And so they don't have electricity in their homes, but like we kind of talked about with air conditioning or freezing for freezers. Well, I well the our what's his name Jamie our tour guide he said that they do have all modern appliances. So, so like they, have they do have a refrigerator, they do have. Washers, but not dryers. Washers, not dryers. There's a lot of like clothes clotheslines out. Yeah. Um. So they do have like appliances that use electricity, but they're not going to use electricity like frivolously. So it's very purposeful. Um, it's very purposeful. So a lot of homes had um, solar panels because <laughs> they wanted to be off the grid, yep. or they do. They are off the grid, and they use um, like wood stoves. To yeah. heat in the winter, winter. Yep. and they do have generators. Mm-hmm. Um, another home we went to, the father was is a builder. Oh my god! It was beautiful, like like so beautiful. He had, he had built the home that they were in pretty recently, and it was beautiful. Oh my gosh! I just was like, "Can you come build our house? Yeah, for free." For free. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so he has. A, his own company, and he works with English people, is what they call them, and or he has English business partners, mm-hmm. and so he, um, his a lot of well, we should like backpedal like a lot of um, Amish families have farms, and like that is their livelihood, yep. and so this this family didn't have a farm; they did have like they were a, a couple. Trade. Yeah, he had yeah. a trade. There you go, yeah. and so um, we went into their barn in their garage, and he. They showed us um, their wood shop that his sons make birdhouses and such. As they learn the trade. That's... As they learn the trade of being a builder. And tell them about their wood shop. Their wood shop was no different than anybody else's wood shop. It had regular um, DeWalt tools, table saws, drills, like all those tools. Um, many things ran... Um, what do they do? They converted them to run off of... Well, a lot of them are battery-powered, but I thought they said... A generator? I, no, it was... Was it compressor? Compressor? Oh, no, that was he, that was Jamie, the tour guide, talking about he he makes furniture. Yeah, and they would use a lot of... Compressed of air yep. tools. But at this house, they had... Battery-operated. Um, battery-operated tools and generators in the wood shop. Yep. So it's very interesting because they don't, like want to use power but they do use power or electricity you but know? they're not using it frivolously right like or it's, for, it's, yeah, it's, it's for a purpose and it's for their business yeah um, and it's really like a lot of the stuff that they do is all about their business one fascinating thing we learned is that like 
kids are allowed to go out and get jobs, right? When they're but, teenagers. When they're teenagers, but what happens with their pay? Um, 80% of their pay goes to the home, back to the house, mm-hmm. holds, and they get to keep 20% of it. Which fits, it's, it's just another concept that we, we thought was fascinating in the heart. The, the message they're sending to the kids is, you are working for like our you're team. You're on our team, yeah. Yeah. And yes, you get to have some for yourself because we want you to like buy things, be able to like learn how to use this money. But you're also helping to like support the team. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was, I don't know if we'll do that, but I thought that was like a really like relatable, great message that they send. Hmm. I wanted to share that yeah. with you. Which I think is also what's cool is that like the expectation is that like what your father did. You're going to learn how to do. You're going to learn how to do. Or you have, if you have the desire, you can learn someone else's trade. But you're always learning alongside someone. Um, and so that's an aspect of their schooling system that's mm-hmm. fascinating is that by eighth grade, you're starting to learn a trade. A trade. Yeah, um, so they, do, um, they don't use the public education. They have their own schools, and they do a one-room schoolhouse. So they go to school from kindergarten to eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And then after eighth grade, um, you get a trade, or you, you learn a trade, I guess. Um, and who teaches in the schools? The women, or the girl, well, they're women. Yeah. They teach in the school. They're not married yet. You can't be married. Yeah, actually. they're young women that are not married. And then um, they teach in the schools. And then when they do get married, then they stop working and someone else will Or age 25, place. I think they said that they, they stopped stop working. working in the school. So it was very interesting to like drive all around and you could see... You know, we'd drive by a couple Amish homes, and then you would see the school, which is a building. There was, like, a swing set and a little playground, and that was, like, there's, like, a pro... There there was propane tanks. That's what it was. They converted a lot of their tools to run on propane. Yeah. And um, I just think it's cool that, like we talked about last week with the whole western model of families with a springboard Mm -hmm. and um this multi-generational family team idea Mm -hmm. that the amish are um they're not saying like great you graduated high school and like go to college like it doesn't really sound like they went to college and i'm not saying college is bad they are having a choice though to stay within right within and they could leave and then go to college if they wanted right but i just i think it's very um admirable that their families prepare them well for like being an adult yeah um by eighth grade you're basically starting adulthood yeah and we drove up to this farm and this little boy he's like the same size as oliver he's mowing the lawn like with a push mower and um just i think we don't give our kids a lot of credit and um like what they can learn and what they're capable of when we say like well you're too young for this or you can't reach this or this will be too hard and the Amish really embrace it and like nope everybody can like do everybody something everybody does chores everybody helps out there's but no it's just like, like it's just so cool that like they do it as a team mm-hmm. and just because you're young doesn't mean you can't do something. Okay. This, like, little five-year-old girl's leading a horse around. And, like, yeah. it was just incredible. And it was so cool just to see 
I guess, like, kids being treated differently. There was no, like, entitlement or, like, I get this. I don't have to help. It was just, like, this is, like, our posture. Like, we're going to be polite. Like, these strangers are coming to, like, see our house. And, like, we're going to just – I just was, like, marveling at them because I just – I loved seeing how the kids were. Yeah. Yeah, it it was really interesting. Um, I had a thought in my mind that I was going to lead us to, and that that train is leaving. Um, one of the the place we went to after the the ice cream farm, we went to an actual like a dairy farm. Yep, a small one. Small one, and um, that one was interesting because we learned that. I said, "Well, what do they do with their milk?" Yeah, because all the cows were in their stalls to be milked. Um, when we were there and the tour guide like turn or opens a door and he points to a sign and he said, they sell their milk to Lando Lakes, which is like butter. Like a dairy butter company. That you yeah. find at Meyer. And they had like a big old silver tank. Chiller. Yeah. That uh, stored all the milk. The milk chills in and then they come in and they pick it up. Yeah. So I didn't really, um, know that like, I guess I just didn't think that the Amish like would work with like a, a big company like that. I, I kind of was like, well, they'll, they'll sell it to each other or, or you know, sell local. it. Yeah. Be, yeah. A local. And it was like, nope, like they're trying to make money, make money just like anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. We, we learned that they were their Their business is very, very important to, to them and they will do anything to, to be productive in their in their business, um, and they're they're very smart workers, and it's fascinating. We were talking, and when like a company like Lando Lakes makes it into the community, then the person who like lands that contract ends up becoming the negotiator for other contracts with that company throughout the Amish community. Mm. Um, and so it's a fascinating thing with like any like relationship. And so one thing to go back to is we we referred to like us as the English, or they'll have like an English friend. So for Amish people, if you're not Amish, you're English. You could be from India, Kenya, Australia. It does not matter. To them, if you're not them, you're the English, mm-hmm. which was just so, so weird. But they will like, like their English friends are super key in negotiating many business deals and and become have become a huge part of their business. We we passed by one place and they're like, oh yeah, this is an Airbnb run by an Amish family's English friend who handles all the Airbnb side, and they the Amish just take care of the house. And they get they get the and money. And they get all the money. Yeah, they are very business savvy. On, on and like, always like evolving and doing yeah. something new to make money and finding ways to ensure that they hold to their standards and practices by using English people to like. Meet that be loopholes, and and so, but like loopholes, yes, but they're still like sticking with the heart of like what they desire um, to be as a community. Uh, one thing I wanted to add was when going back to schools, we asked them like, have they always had like one room schoolhouses? And and he said like, no, actually, that's a somewhat I can't remember what year newer concept, but they previously they were in. Public, public schools, schools. Um, and then what happened though is that in Wisconsin they were pulling P 
people they just out. decided they didn't want to go there anymore. Yeah, and the state of Wisconsin was like, no, you, you, that's truancy. You can't take your kids out of school. And so it went to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court decided, yes, yes, they can. And they're allowed to have their own school system and their own everything. everything. And it was upheld by the the Supreme Court. Yeah. Which is Crazy. fascinating. We didn't know about that at all. Um, and so they that's why they have their K through eight one room schoolhouse. Right. Um, which is so interesting. I don't know why it fascinated me so much, but I think it was just it was kind of like stepping back in time a little bit. Um and just not that like I wanna be Amish, but just some of their values that they uphold well mm-hmm. and their like they say their retention rate, which I don't like the sound of that, but the amount of like kids that grow up and stay Amish is like ninety percent. Ninety percent. And there's only one other like community or group of people in the world that has that type of a retention rate. And it's the Jewish Jewish people. Yeah. And I just think like that's, I lost the word, but that's just, uh, really admirable because I feel like families are so broken and, fractured and like things are just well we don't do it that way anymore whatever like it's just feels like things are willy-nilly and there isn't like any sort of like culture or like what's the word binding thing yeah like glue that holds people together it's just like whatever we like we left we moved away and we do our own thing not that you're not allowed to do that but i just think that the amish are doing like there's something that they're doing really well, and I just, I love that. Well, and and so, I mean, like, in terms of, like, values that I think we can really relate to, they they hold the family above the individual, which which we, we, we agree, right? Like, when you look at, at the best businesses, it's not the individual that makes that business thrive. It's the, it's the, the group of individuals that makes that business the best. Right. It's 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 the team. And so that mindset of like amongst them, like it works and it works because it it really does. Like mm-hmm. they've shown that it works and they're and the way that they've cultivated that family community and that family compound mindset, which was like a concept in Western America for a, very, for a long like, time, like thousands of years. Yeah. And then just in the past 100, 200 years, we decided it. We just want to destroy everything. We just want to do something different as a <laughs> nation, and 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 I, and I don't fully think it's it's working out. Yeah. Um. But for them, they haven't changed that. They've been very strict in their standards, consistent. And, and I think it's paid off for them. In that, another fascinating thing is that they. So when they cannot find a place to live, like a new Amish family starting. There's not any more land to buy. Not any more land to buy. There's not any more place to build on to their parents' property. They will move to one of the Amish communities across the nation. Where um, they have family. Where they have family there. And so um, mainly, or what, what we heard is that every, like the Amish community like comes from the Lancaster area. And if there's not space, they go to the other 
areas, but they're still all from and have ties to Lancaster County. Yeah. Which is fascinating. Big spider web. It is cool. It's kind of, it'd be fascinating to like draw those connections. Um, another thing we didn't talk about is what their Sunday looks like. Um, yeah. Which is really interesting. So in many ways, they they run house churches. Mm-hmm. Um, and so every, like many of the properties have like what's called a meeting house. Um, and in the bottom is like a place to like. The park, bottom is a barn. A barn to park all the buggies. Uh-huh. Um, and then the top is a is a room. Yeah. And they will, um, the host family will provide basically all the food. For the for lunch whatever, and dinner. Lunch and dinner. And they have a three-hour service. church service. And then in the afternoon, they essentially have like a feast and like a party. eat lunch and have dinner. And they do it um, all in their district is what they said. So yeah. it's just it's just an, it's, it's their it's area their that's, area. that's yeah. close to them. And they rotate Who's whose house they go to each Saturday or Sunday. Yep. And, and then, that's just kind of like we do a house church and... It was just interesting to see those parallels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With all the kids running around and Yeah. It's a three hour service is intense. Is is intense. Yeah. Yeah. But um I thought that was really interesting too. Just I just think I like that was maybe the first time in a long time that I don't even I can't even recall. So maybe it's the first time ever. Like going and seeing a new, like, learning about a different people group, if you want to call it that. Than, like, a Western American. Then, yeah. yeah, than what we know. And it was just so fascinating and really eye-opening. Um, something that Nathan says is, like, when you travel, you you really, your eyes are open to how many people there really are in, like, in our nation, in this world. Like, there is a lot of people. And I think when we stay in, you know, our same area and community, it's just kind of like, yeah, these are the people that live around here. But, like, there is so many people. And it's so fascinating just to see, like, what God has made and all these people that are in our world. Yeah, I think something that, like, help you grasp, like, what what Emily's getting at there is, so there's 8 billion roughly people in the world. The U.S. has 300 million. Um, I think Michigan has, what, 30 million? I don't know. Um, so you think about those numbers and you're like, okay, those numbers, sounds great. I mean, doesn't it doesn't seem that big because we hear those numbers all the time. But like, think about the town you live in and think about the people that you know. Or maybe you live in the same town that you went to high school and some of those people still live there. And you've lived there like like your father, who who went to school with some people, and they live in Okemeth, and he lives in Hazlitt. In the 30 years he's lived in this area, he's seen them once on the random, mm-hmm. just walking around. And so if that's in one town, and it's that, like, you don't small. just see sm- that small, and you don't see people, like, that just shows, like, how big the world really is. And we just, we just don't get it. And, like, it... It's so valuable and so important to realize that there's more to this world than just you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think this Amish experience in many ways for us helped us to see like there's there's more going on there. And there's actually a lot of things we can take you that can help learn. and learn from that and help solidify maybe things that we've been, been like thinking about too. Yeah. So 
really fun, cool stuff. Um, it was like my second favorite part of the trip. I mean, like the best is yet to come. One. Yeah. Number two, Amish tour. Yeah. Number three, I don't know. Here, just you, not you, having you, to feed people. <laughs> that's what it is. Not having to feed anybody. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It was it was really good. And it was like a three hour tour or three hour tour. And we did not get stuck. So that was great. What does that mean? The three hour tour reference you made us to Gilligan's Island. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that. It just it came out of my mouth. <laughs> but it was it like we were like we did a deep dive. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um the Amish community is just, they're unique. They're very much one of a kind. Um, but I think that they're, the heart behind what they what they do and why they do, it, yes, it may seem weird because it's, di- it's different, different. But in many ways, like, the values in the heart, like, we can relate to those. Any any of us can. Like, that, mm-hmm. like yeah, you, you, you do want to love your family. You do want to take care of your family. You do want to, like, like have relationships with them grow together like have people close by you you and and the idea of like simplicity Mm -hmm. like honestly from being go 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 and busy in life i can understand why they want that yep there's it's desirable there's a lot of merit to that sometimes there is such thing as too much Mm -hmm. Um, so so the final question is, are we becoming Amish? You know, um, we might identify as Amish. Might, but... <laughs> oh my goodness, don't even say that. <laughs> no, I think um, I think we are taking the things that are valuable from our learnings from the Amish community and we're applying them. Um, they're helping to maybe provide more answers and help solidify some of our thought processes. Mm. Um, but I think there's definitely some things that, like, I, like I, I don't get a lot like behind I think um, right like I think we've used the phrase like they're somewhat pharisaical like very rules focused yep and and if there's anything we've learned is that that's not always the best for you it's like our rhythms aren't rules that if you break them there's consequences there's consequences like our rhythms are things to help us out but our mission as a family isn't like a well it's from God yeah like and I think they're some of their things they're doing because of God, and and some, and some of, of them are like just a, of a set of rules that they have chosen to follow. So, yeah, I don't like I don't we don't need that. Yeah, we don't need that. Yeah. But yeah, I think that the answer is no. No, we are not We're becoming Amish. <laughs> okay. Good. So we will be back with you all next week. Yes. Um, we've enjoyed. Three weeks in a row. What? Being rhythmic. But also we've enjoyed talking to you about this. And we'll be back next week with a conversation on... Something. On something. Yeah. We appreciate you. Thank you for making us a part of your week. And we'll talk to you next Monday. Love you guys. Bye.